the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. The first mechanism would be that you would have an alone time with God. Because we will not be sustained in our help of other people if we do not have an intimacy with the Lord on a sustaining basis. And so do you have an alone time? And may I throw this out? Every day. Now, I think we ought to have an alone time with God throughout the day as we're thinking about the Lord, we're making our decisions, something comes up, we kick it up to the Lord in prayer. You know that attitude of intimacy with the Lord. But I'm talking about a time that you just reserve to spiritually feed yourself. Secondly, we need a one-on-one time. The Bible talks about older women teaching younger women. I also believe that we need to have younger women learning from older women. So I think we need three people in our life. Someone older than us, someone that, that can teach us, someone that are our same age, that we can be sharing back and forth, learning iron, sharpening iron, but then someone younger than us, maybe in the Lord, maybe not age, that we now can be pouring out. But we have a one-on-one relationship, and it's not just in and out of that relationship. We've committed to each other like a David and Jonathan thing going on. Guys with guys, girls with girls. All right, number three. Alone with God, one-on-one with one another, but then a small group. Our church is growing. Every, the last two years, we have grown exponentially from the year before, including this year. And so now, as we get larger, it's going to be harder and harder to see people. One of the things that grieves me the most when I leave this church on Sunday, if I don't hear you know, problems with people, but, but when I just visually see things, two things that, that causes me as I'm driving home, I'm having to... Uh, you know what that is? Number one, people that I thought should have been here to hear the message, but for whatever reason, it didn't appear to me, and I'm not God, that it wasn't a good reason they weren't here, and they missed it. And I go, ugh, you know? The second is, when there's someone here that I did see that was here, but I couldn't get up to say hello to, especially you guests, because I want you to know you are so welcome here. We love you that you're here, and I would love to be your pastor. I'd love to help you in your walk and understanding of God. But if I can't get to you, so I'm saying we need a smaller group where that they know, that they know, that we know, that I know, together we mean something to each other. And there are those of you that are in a small group. Now, Sunday school could be a connection group for you, especially if there's some body life going on. Some of you are on a Friday night, Kapahulu one, Sunday afternoon, body life is going on. Some of you would like to launch a small group so more people could have that particular group that is all for one and one for all in this group. We all need one of those. And by the way, this isn't me pointing down at you. I'm in one once a month with the men. I don't lead it. I just sit there and I share and I learn. In fact, I learn more from them and I'm thinking, my goodness, I should be in more of these. So we're all in it. Carol has hers on Wednesday night. And then finally, we need a time that we are committed to grow by being a part of church on a regular basis where the word of God is being taught. Now, let me explain to you why probably a little bit more here. Because when I teach, one truth will be built upon another truth, upon another truth, upon another truth, upon another truth. So if you cannot be a church, illness or job or something significantly keeps you from coming, 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 
What happens is it's like having a tooth missing from your mouth. And dentists will tell you that if you have too many teeth missing from your mouth, when you chew, you don't chew very well and the food doesn't go down very well and you're not as healthy because you've got a tooth missing. I like the story told about the one lady who was so excited that she only had two teeth in her mouth. And they were asking, how come you're so excited you only have two teeth left? And the other lady said, because they both meet at the same place. Okay, my point being though, is if you miss a message, it's like a tooth being out of your life. And if it's out of your life, then okay, I'm not, you don't feel guilty that you can't come here. What you do is you say, praise the Lord, I couldn't come to church today. But let me finish the sentence. And that they recorded it. And that it's on the internet. And that I can hear it on the radio. I will not miss this message even if I have to order the tape. Now, listen, I'm not trying to build a following to me. I'm trying to support you in your walk in intimacy with the Lord for your own walk with God. So again, becoming a model. Now, besides that corporate study, we have seminars. We have an entire seminar called... Discover spiritual maturity. When that's announced, you might say, I think I already know how to do that. Well, come, check us out. See if it really is what you've learned, or maybe it's a reminder. Maybe there's something you could tell us that we could do better. You'd be a part of that. And then here's something else. How many churches on this island have a quality Christian library of over 3,000 theology books and commentaries and books like that to help you with you and your family? All of it is because we're committed to learn about Christ. I have my quiet time with the Lord. I'm memorizing Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Probably should be doing the book of John because I'm going to preach through it, but I want to keep some freshness and some balance, so I'm doing Matthew right now. So we all have it in our life, so I'm not here up here preaching down at you. I just love you so much, and these are balances we want to have as a church. Number three, God wants us to be a minister of His grace. God wants us to be a minister of His grace. And so the first checkpoint would be uh, the benefiting of others. I want to benefit other people. And look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As each one has received a gift. Now, what that's talking about is not a gift of money or maybe a gift of a, well, I don't know, a donkey or a chariot or something. It was a gift. It dealt more with a spiritual gift. Now, what is a spiritual gift? It's when the Holy Spirit gives to you and me a special divine enablement for the purpose of bringing glory to the Lord by using it and adding value to other people so that his body then would grow. Now, that's a spiritual gift. Now, let's go back to the verse. As each one has received a gift. How many of you know for sure that if you're to die today, you go to heaven? Would you raise your hand, everyone? Do you know that the moment you trusted Christ, you received Jesus Christ, you received eternal life, and you received a spiritual gift? So now it says, as each one of you have received a gift, then it tells you what to do with it. It says, minister it to one another. In your margin, write this down. In order for you to minister with the gift to someone else, you have to discover the gift. Then you have to develop the gift. And then you could demonstrate the gift, which is minister it to one another as good managers of the manifold grace of God. So, when you trusted Christ, Christ says, you know what? I'm going to give you eternal life. And I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you. But I'm also going to give you a divine enablement so that you can use that to bring glory to me through the adding value to other people so that my body could grow. So I'm giving you a gift. And we might say, yippee, Lord, I have salvation and I have the Holy Spirit and yeah, I got this gift, but I'm so glad I'm not going to die and go to hell. Well, that's good. I'm glad you are so glad you're going to go to heaven. But God says, I didn't just give you fire insurance, but I also gave you the tools by which you might help someone else. And so now, anything less than to discover that gift, we would then be filling the verse that says, do not be ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts. We're ignorant of it. So the Lord says, discover that gift. Develop it. Learn how to use the gift. 
And I wish I had time to outline all those gifts and what they are and how to develop them. But at this particular point, we're to minister with grace that gift to other people. So you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at a room full of diamonds right here. Now, some of you are already starting to sparkle because you've grown and you've allowed the Lord to kind of polish you up a little bit and we polished you and you polished us. But then there are some diamonds in the rough down there. But I want you to know if you trusted Christ that you've got a spiritual gift of diamond. Not a literal diamond, but a a gift that you could use for other people. So now we need to minister to one another. So what do I do? You say, okay, I want to serve. How can I help other people? I'm not talking about evangelism just yet. I'm just talking about going to another person and helping to help them in some way. The men have taught lifeguards, which is on leadership development. Carol is teaching the women, using the example of biblical women and each other and their understanding of Scripture, on how to help better serve and connect with other women. All the support is here to help you discover your gift with a special class called Discover Your Divine Design. We'll not only teach you your gifts, we'll also help you discover your personality style and how both of them work together and where in this church you can serve. It's all there just for you. So you could be balanced. Therefore, you can be spiritually healthy. And therefore, you can grow in the Lord. It's all there. Now, what I'm telling you here is the fact that we want to help others. So let me tell you about some areas. Some of you say, you know, I have the gift of service. I'd like to know where I can serve. I have the gift of teaching. I think I do. I'd like to learn how to teach better. And where can I teach? Let me give you some outlets right now. As I recall, when I was first walked through this building as a pastor, I went up to the second floor, and I forgot, I I wish I could remember, and if it was you, come up and tell me, but I remember who it was, but someone led me on this tour of this building, and they showed me the nursery. I walked into the nursery, it was at a time that there were no that young of children in the nursery, the place was a little dusty, it was all beautifully outlined, I mean, everything was in its place, but it was like plastic over it. Now, our nursery, we got an email from Melissa Moss, who heads up our nursery. It is so large that it's almost dangerous that we now have to separate the the little kids, the the little infant, you know, one and two-year-olds, to the next level. I'm so excited over that because it's not just about the next generation, boys and girls that will grow up through our church, but I'm excited because the parents are here and they're going to learn. But you know what? Some of you that are growing, I'd like to encourage you. You could serve in that area. We could use some help with our adventure time with our kids in Sunday school. Boy, that would be a great thing that you can do. Now, it doesn't mean come in, throw you the book, go teach, we go home. It means we're going to help you. We're going to come alongside you, understand your doctrine, give you some communication things. You can help us see where you are, kind of vet you out a little bit, if you know what I mean. And then together, we're going to grow and then release you and be there to help you. And I'm going to tell you, it's like you're, you're a rosebud right now. And we're going to love you and help you and teach you. And we're going to help peel back that rosebud and turn you into a beautiful, aromatic rose of service for him. We want to do that for you. Those opportunities are there. I'm thinking of youth with our teenagers. So glad John has been brought here by the Lord to help Pastor Dennis. But we need some of you young ladies. Because all of our kids are mostly seeing just guys they need to see how girls operate as models. I don't mean models. I'm talking about model of Christianity. I'd like to see a married couple work every time the youth are together so that the kids who don't have a quality mom and dad together, they can see a quality husband and wife as mom and dad operate in that department. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see our singles have special times for them. Fellowship and some good things that will help them during their journey between 18 and 30. Our young marrieds need some, some challenges, but also some encouragement. We've got some things planned, but they're just a little event. Our radio ministry could really grow if we had more help with that. 
And now I could talk about all the different specific ministries, but I want to tell you one that did occur because it was someone willing to help. And I, I don't have permission to mention their names, but one of them is here today. I heard that one of our ladies was sick this week, been sick for a while and going in for tests tomorrow. And she was really struggling, and, were, and, and, and she's one of those that's rough and tough and hard to diaper kind of gals, you know. I'm okay, I'm okay, okay, I'm going to the doctor. I'm okay, okay, I need to go to the hospital. I'm, I'm okay, I'll take care of my kids. Another lady in our church said, that's not good enough. She then rearranged her schedule almost on a dime with her own kids, jumped in the car, and went all the way over the other side of the island to help this person. So you can serve in an organized ministry and be balanced as well as you can. When you hear a need, you're like a minute man. Or a minute woman to be right there for him. Let's go to number four. I've got to bring this to a close. Uh, God wants us to be a messenger of his love. I like that, a messenger of his love. So what's greatest love is when he loved the world so that people could come to faith in him. So that check mark is by bestowing God's grace of the gospel to non-Christians. I hope we are involved in outreach. I hope that wherever we go, that contact is opportunity. Here it is, God's grace of the gospel I love that, God's grace of the gospel. So Paul says this, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, and here it is, underline this, to testify, not just to live the gospel, but to testify, which means open our mouth and speak unto them Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So we have classes that are going to start soon because some of you are saying, I know I want to tell them about Jesus, but I'm so afraid they're going to ask me questions about the Bible I don't know the answer to. Someone's going to ask me, did Adam have a belly button because he didn't have a mother? Now, I don't mean our Adam here. He's, he, he, he does have a belly button. I'm talking about the first one, all right? You're so worried about questions like that, we will help you. The next class we're going to teach will be on cults, and we've selected just a few, but the mainline ones, and we're religions. Not all of them, but the significant ones. We're going to teach that so that you'll have a better understanding. But it's not just so that you can fight and win an argument. It's so that you can lovingly move that conversation right back into the gospel again. All of our events, in some measure, would be outreach-minded. I'm thinking No Fright Kids Night. I'm thinking of our, of our special summer, what we call a hot summer nights, ends with a major outreach. I think about our, our camp that we want to do this summer for our young, for our children. I talk about the, um, the night of delight, this room just jam packed with people and almost half or more were people that weren't a part of our church. And so again, to reach other people. Now here's my vision. I would love to see some of you begin to say, you know what? I don't want to just build my church. I want to have a global focus. I want to think about with a couple other guys maybe going to another part of the country or another church. Maybe it's on the mainland. That's far enough away for some of us. Others, it might be another country where they have a need where I can come alongside them and help them with their facilities and come alongside our missionaries and maybe even go out and do prayer walks around their community or pass out a track. Or maybe I can at least share my testimony. can't preach, but I can tell them how I came to know Christ. I'd love to see some of us do that. Well, regardless of getting involved in a program of education or outreach personally, I think that each one of us can still be outreach-minded. I'm going to pull out my wallet here. Don't, don't get nervous. I'm not going to take an offering, receive an offering. But I want you to know, in my wallet, I always carry some tracks. Because I never know when I'm going to come up alongside somebody. Grab some tracks, pass them out. You say, well, my tracks get so bent and shriveled up in my wallet. Can I tell you how you can keep them from doing that? Just give them out faster. <laughs> All right. That's a joke. I raised my right hand. That's a joke. <laughs> All right, number five. 
God wants us to be a magnifier of his name. You're so good to allow me to speak to you like this. Sometimes I feel a little bit like a doctor and I'm just encouraging you to get some health and know that I'm on your side, I'm on your team. God wants us to be a magnifier of his name. How do we do that? By beholding Christ in worship. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I love that, with me. In other words, we can do it alone, and I hope that you do, and you have your private time of worshiping God, but some of the best times of worship is when we do it with each other. And it says, let us exalt his name together, with us together, going to the Lord. Many, many years ago, I went to a Bill Gothard minister's one-day seminar, and the room had about 500 people in it of men, and we all sang the old hymns of the faith. There's something when a group of men sing together that just brings it out. Next, I went to Promise Keepers as I traveled and spoke for them. Thousands of men would be there, and they would have shirts printed, Real Men Sing Loud. It didn't say, Real Men Sing on Key. It just said, Real Men Sing Loud. And my wife up here is always bumping me, Stan, you said the wrong word, you forgot this. I know that. But there's something real special. I used to sing... Instead of when the saved of earth shall gather on the other... I used to sing when the sacred bird shall gather till I looked at the words. It was saved of earth. But anyway, back to this. <laughs> and I'm going to a conference in March in Panorama City, California. And there's going to be about 300 pastors there. And so I'm going to go back to my roots again where a group of men are going to get together and worship. And so that's why when I know we're getting ready to worship... I'd love to be with you and hug on you and, you know, do all I can to encourage you on the, on the lanai. But I know that service is starting. And I want to be in here so that I don't miss a moment of that opportunity to hear you sing. And hopefully you hear me sing these wonderful praises to the Lord. And you know what I'm hearing as our church is now really growing? I've had people in this last week that say, I play the guitar. Another person said, I play this instrument. I play that instrument. Can I tell you if you do? Would you join the team up here? Some of you that have experience and maybe uh, helping us focus more on worship. I don't want to say lead because you'll notice we don't have any one-man band personalities up here. But maybe you'd like to say, I, I, I would like to use my, my passion and maybe my gift of teaching to teach us a little bit of work. I want to, want to help us with that. Man, can you imagine? And some of you that have the, the ability to do worship arts, whether it's drama or comedy or dramedy, whatever you want to call it, or some other things that you might want to do, some hula or something. This church, is as large as we are, we can really, watch this now, hang on to your hats. We can really rock. We can really worship the Lord and let it come from the inside out. So whether you're a part of the singing team or the mouthing just the words team, I don't mean those people mouth the words on that side, <laughs> or whether you play an instrument or whether you help the guys with our technology, so that each one of us are a part of worship and prayer and time of the word. And some of you say, I can't play an instrument, I can't sing, I can't quote dance, but I can pray. On Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, we have a prayer warrior group that's out there. I pray that might be you and me. Let's go to the Lord now, and let's let the Lord speak to us. Remember what I said, a happy face by those areas that you really feel like you're growing in, you got good attention there. Other areas that you've got a little smiley face, but other areas it might not be a sad face. Maybe you're looking at this list and you say, you know what, I never give out the gospel. I'm happy for others and I'll cheer it, but I don't. Then put a little skull and crossbones there and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resurrect that area. I'm going to bring it to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to yield to him because he's the greatest outreach person in the world, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to let him do that through me.
For some of you, your prayer might be that you need to believe in Jesus Christ. So right now between you and the Lord, why don't you call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you are God. And I know, Jesus Christ, you died and shed your blood and you rose again. And the only thing you ask in return for me to be a part of your forever family is to take my little childlike baby faith and place it in you, our great God and Savior. And I'm doing that. I'm coming to you just as I am. I'm not promising you that I'll start something or stop something. I'm coming to you in need of full forgiveness. And now, Lord, I want to say thank you for giving to me eternal life. So maybe you need to do the believing part. How about the belonging part? You've been on the fringe so long, and now you might need to belong. And if, it's, if there's something hindering you from actually saying, I want to attach myself to a body so I could grow faster, but there's an obstacle there, why don't you talk to one of the pastors or their wives, and maybe together we can talk you through it and help you that maybe that's not such a big thing after all. Maybe some of you are saying, I would, but you got, you're missing this and you're missing that and it's not, it's not for me. You don't have the same... If that's the case, I understand. But why don't you come and help us be the things that you think we're lacking? Be a pioneer. Help us. I hope you sense through everything we've done so far. We, we, we know what we know, but we certainly know that we're, there are things we don't know. But the problem is we don't know what we don't know unless someone like you comes along and shows us through the Word some better ways to do it. So maybe be long. Maybe for some of you it's to become... You've been the believing part, you're a part of this church, but you have, not become, you have not become more like Christ. And so now this is your, your year to begin to grow in grace so that you don't groan in disgrace. And maybe for some of you, it's more than becoming, it's behaving. You need to get involved in ministry. And you know, you've, you've come and you, you help maybe do chairs or something, but maybe for you it's high time to say, you know what? I don't have the time for this, but God's going to help me do it, and I'm going to take baby steps, and I'd like to get involved with helping the, the little children the, in the nursery and the toddlers and help with Sunday school with the boys and girls. I, I want to be an influencer of the next generation leaders, and I'd like to come alongside Pastor Dennis and John with the youth. Or maybe I want to behave a little bit more and Say, tell me about the praise team. I know I've got to give up something, but I'll do it to be a part of this because worship is important. If I can help our people worship, let's do it. And let me give you a parenthesis. Worship isn't just Sunday morning for 20 minutes. It's 24-7. You know that. You bring your worship with you, actually. And maybe for some of you to behave is to reach out to others that are lost. So if you want to run with the big dogs for God, you've got to get off the porch. You've got to get out of the boat. But I'm going to tell you, That's where the juicy intimacy and a sense of fulfillment, balance, health, and growth is. So I'm only giving two invitations. The first one here is, if you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior and you're now alone trusting Christ and you'd like for me to remember you in prayer with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you slip up your hand? And by raising your hand does not mean that you are raising it to get saved, to become a Christian, but that you're saying by that hand, Pastor, I'm silently telling you, I'm trusting Christ right now. I'm, I'm going to be one of those believers. I'm not just going to have this head knowledge of all what I need to do. I'm actually believing in Christ right now. Is there anyone with an uplifted hand? Put it up, put it down. You've never trusted Christ as your Savior before. I won't have you come forward. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to mention your name in my prayer, but I want to know, is there anyone today that is going to get balanced in the area of a believer? Would you raise your hand right now? Anyone? Put it up, put it down. Christians, the rest, 
If you know that you need to work in the area of belonging, becoming, behaving, and you'd like for me to pray for you, no one's looking around, no one has a little clipboard to see who did what, and I'm going to go after you and all that, but you'd like to have prayer because you know that there are some balance that you need to bring in your life. If not, I promise you, you will not grow like you should. You will maintain. And Jeremiah says that if you're not going forward, you will be going backwards. There really is no middle of the, middle of the road with the Lord. But for those of you that are saying, yep, it's high time for me. And so, Pastor, would you pray for me? Because I want to work on the becoming, the belonging, and the behaving. Would you pray for me? Would you put your hand up right now? Is there anyone at all? Amen. A lot of hands. Now, look for your strength in Christ, not in this message, not in me. You may look to others as models and mentors, but remember the greatest model and mentor you're ever going to have. The model is going to be Christ. The mentor will be the Holy Spirit in His Word. You go to Him, and together, let us be balanced, let us be healthy, and let us grow. Now, Father, I just thank You for Your love and Your grace. I thank You for what You're teaching in my life, and I know that uh, periodically, like I balance the tires of my car, I have to balance my spiritual walk with You. As I look at what I eat, I have to look at how I'm balanced, I want to look at how I'm balanced in my spiritual life. Help me to do that. But once I see areas, help me be mature enough to make some mid-course corrections by your power in your strength and not mine for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us Make It Clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. Thank you.